0: chapter 4 verse 23 of the liberated person who has written himself of attachment whose mind is fixed in knowledge actions undertaken for a sacrifice get totally destroyed the questioner says the state described in the verse above, seems like an ideal, as I see myself now, I am far from this ideal, where should I start from? What is that one thing that I should be focusing on, kindly guide? As if you have a choice in starting from different places. Hmm? Right? You call me up and say, Acharya Ji, I want to come to you. Where should I start from? Singapore? Moscow? Bangkok? Hmm? Tehran? Acharya Ji, where should I start from? Bita, where are you? I am a Jhumri But where should I start from? Chicago maybe? What kind of question is this? You have only one place to start from. And that place is where you are. Look at yourself and start out from yourself. You don't have an option in this. Hmm? And then... What is the one thing that I should be focusing on? That same thing that you are starting from. What are you starting from? The little self. The quality of one's mind, the quality of one's life, you are starting from there. So that exactly is what you should be focusing on. There is nothing else to focus on. Spirituality is fiercely committed. To the self and nothing but the self. If you talk of anything miscellaneous. That is not spirituality. So spirituality entails looking with great commitment. At your life and only at your life. Hmm? If you have to look at the world you look at the world only as an expression of your own tendencies or you look at the world as the entity that you are related to and hence that which describes you or defines you otherwise you do not look at the world as an objective entity separate from yourself no If there is anything that is not related to you, that is separate from who you are, then you don't have to look at it. And if you have to look at it, that is not spirituality. That might be something else. That could be cosmology. Hmm? That could be science. Mathematics. All these disciplines look at the world very objectively. In cosmology, there does not exist anything called I. In mathematics, no question, no problem involves the self. Ditto in science. But not at all in spirituality. In spirituality, it's only the self that you must very fiercely very uninterruptedly focus on what's going on with me what's my life all about how is my mind doing these are the questions Hmm? as far as the verse goes all that the verse says that if the actions have been chosen wisely, then the actions do not give you any fruit other than liberation. So, the liberated one gains freedom from the actions that led to the liberation. Are you getting it? In general, whenever you act, the action leaves its residue behind. And when the residue is left behind, that residue leads to the next action, right? What is the next action? Clean up the residue. But the next action too would leave its own residue behind. So that would require one more action. So there is an endless series of desire-based actions each leaving you with their own fruit to suffer which incidentally you call as enjoyment Correct? Liberation is the only state that blesses you with no residue so if the actions have been chosen rightly Then all that they will give you is liberation sans residue. The same thing is being expressed in the verse by saying that the actions get destroyed. Hmm? The exact word used here is vilin. Praviliyate. The actions deliver you that which you really wanted without leaving you in debt. Hmm? Like water that you use to cleanse yourself. There is a lot of dirt and dust on your body. Water falls on your body. Water takes away the dirt And having taken away the dirt, does the water stay on your body? The water too disappears after a while. Right? And if the water starts permanently staying on the body, then water itself is dirt. Right? So right actions are like water that you use to clean yourself up. You are liberated of the dirt, and you are liberated of the water as well the water is not leaving any residue behind now it's not that you need to take another bath to clean yourself of water so you say you see first i used water to clean up the dirt now i need to take an oil bath to clean up the water and after that i'll use some other chemical to clean up the oil and then something else and that would be an endless cycle Hmm? that would be quite stupid right So Krishna is saying, if the action is right, it will not leave any residue behind. It will be a purely negative action. It will do the clean up part and leave you with nothing else to do. Nothing remains. nothing remains, so now you are jobless and now no future is needed because nothing remains and when no future is needed then you are really liberated, happy Hmm? by the way that is also what is called as living in the present that is the real meaning of being in the present Total freedom from obligations. Total freedom from the need for a future. We need a future because we feel very, very incomplete. So, a future is needed to take us somewhere. Hmm? Living in the present means, now you don't need to reach anywhere. You are home. And you can't be home just through wishful thinking. If chapter 4 is to be understood, then you require Yagya. And Yagya means? Ah, Payment, sacrifice. And Krishna says, there is one payment in which you offer material things, that is called dravya Yagya. And there is another kind of Yagya in which you just invoke knowledge that is called Gnana Yagya. And he says, Gnana Yagya is superior to dravya Dravyayagya, which means giving up material things is of course needed. But it is your knowledge that you should give up. Hmm? Reminds you of Shiva Sutra? bandha. knowledge itself is your bondage. Hmm? All that you think that you know about yourself. your concepts, your belief about life, the world, how things are, how things should be. That's what one needs freedom from. it.